Good evening. Today is Tuesday, April 25th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter into action is into action, and our speaker tonight is Jen. Step nine. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Welcome. Thank you, Betty. Thanks for hosting the meeting. Thanks for um, the invitation to come and speak. Can you just tell me how long I have, please? You've got 20 minutes. Oh, gosh. You don't need to hear me for 20 minutes. Okay, well, maybe I'll just babble then. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Welcome to the newcomers. Welcome to those of you who are new to this meeting. Um, welcome to you who are new to Overeaters Anonymous. Um, my name is Jen A. I am a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, bulimic, exercise, bulimic, vomitor restrictor, you name it, I've done it. Um, there are just a few things I haven't eaten that are new on the shelf, but you know, I'm not crying over that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen to start off with. <clears throat> Technology is finally working in, in my favor today. Um, let me move this out of the way. So I qualified to be here. I came into the rooms in 2016. Um, all my life, I uh, was the pleasantly plump girl. Um, at one point in time, I was over 220 plus pounds. The black and white picture of me at the top. I don't even know what my top weight was, but I know I was wearing my ex-husband's clothes. He was 6'5 and weighed over 210 pounds. Um, I tried to do bodybuilding, um, and bikini competitions. I tried starving myself. That was my last ditch effort to get here. Um, so the, the last picture that you see of me with the, um, upside down triangle, no pun intended here. And I came to Overeaters Anonymous right afterwards was me, um, weighing less than 126 pounds. Um, today I'm in a healthy and normal body weight. I'm five, eight. Um, I won't tell you what my weight is to compare to despair, but I will just say I fit in the same clothes since May 31st, my abstinent date in 2017. The only thing that's really changed is my hair color. <laughs> so it either gets a little bit blonder or a little bit darker. So we'll see. Um, but the first time that I ever felt free was there with me on the beach at the OA birthday party in 2017. And I felt like God had restored me to sanity. Um, and how do you know that I've stayed, um, this weight? Well, here's the proof. These are my kiddos. Mm -hmm. Wow. That just got me right there. Um, these are my babies. My son is now 21. He's graduating from Syracuse university next year. My daughter is going to be 16 this summer and driving a car. Um, and they've seen their mommy every which way, but the best way they've seen their mom is sober. Sober from the food, not in the gym, not being crazy. Here, I'll stop sharing my screen. And so that's why I qualify to be here. I've been up, down, and every other way in the program. And, um, you know, I have some experience, but I don't have all the experience in the world. What I do have experience on is the 12 steps. Um, when I came to these rooms, I sat in meetings, and I will just tell you this, that they read this um, workbook. The workbook was really great. We started on like, I think step three and then moved forwards. And by the time we were to step 12, I said, now who's going to sponsor me? And no one in the room could sponsor me. The other six people were just as sick as I was. They said, maybe go to a bigger meeting. So I did. And I went and I sat in a room. I was in face-to-face, person-to-person, none of this Zoom squarey kind of thingy, um, Hollywood squares. Um, and I sat across um, from a man and he pulled out this little blue book. And um, that's what I called it for a long time. I didn't know it was called the big book. I called it the blue book. And he read the ninth step promises, which I'm super excited that we get to um, embark on tonight with the ninth step. Um, and I thought, wow. 
And he was calm, cool, and collective, and he was in a healthy body weight, and he wasn't bitch moaning, complaining like everybody else I heard in the meetings, you know, talking about their woes with foods and what they ate and how they couldn't stop eating. And he just had something that I wanted. I can't say he sponsored me right away. I went through a couple of other sponsors, but by the time I was desperate, dying, and doomed in a back alleyway, eating bags and boxes of stuff and vomiting out the door, um, I picked up the phone and I called him. And he said, get to a meeting and I'll sponsor you. And I met with him every Saturday since 2017. He's still my sponsor today. Um, Lord willing, in another month, it'll be um, six years. That's a miracle. Um, That's the miraculous gift. And that's just my sponsor's a gift. This program's a gift. My kids, the relationship I have with my gift, with my kids is a gift. I'm able to hold on a job. I just um, am spending nine years. I'm getting a nine-year anniversary this month. Um, I've had a boyfriend for 18 months um, and I, we're not killing each other and I'm not being too codependent. I won't say I'm not being a little codependent, but I'm being, I'm not hundred percent batshit crazy anymore. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, let's get on to the big book. The big book saved my bacon. That's what I say. Sorry, no pun intended, but um, it really did. My sponsor was the one and he took me through line by line, paragraph for paragraph. He even taught me in Bill's story. He's like, yeah, that old, old, you know, the, the tombstone and the little limerick that's on the tombstone. I was like, can you explain this shit to me? Like, I don't get this at all. And this guy's an alcoholic. What does he have to do with me? Yeah. Well, you're an addict with food and exercise and all these other things. So eventually I figured it out. And, um, I started embarking on the steps one step at a time. That's how we do them in chronological order. You don't skip around at first. You have to be what entirely abstinent. I tried it the hard way the first time and it didn't work and I kept eating and you can't eat while you're doing the steps. So you have to put the food down, embark on this journey. So we're here to talk about step nine tonight and how cool is it? Because on my daily meeting um, entitled A Vision for You, it meets Monday through um, Friday. They studied the big book and this is where we're at. Go figure. Um, But we're on page number 76. And it's talking about um, steps eight and nine is kind of a combination together. Eight, you make a list. Um, And then nine, we'll just get down into that. It says, we made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would would injure them or others. So what am I doing in this step? I'm repairing the damage, right? So I've gotten right with myself, God, uh, with, I've gotten right with um, God. I've admitted that I'm powerless over food. My life's unmanageable, that only something bigger than me can restore me to sanity. I've turned my will in my life on a daily basis over to God up to this point. Um, and I made that decision. Um, I made the searching and fearless moral inventory in step four. I wrote it all out column by column in black and white on pieces of paper. I don't do it in my head. Um, and then I asked God, to, I have for the willingness to ask him to remove it. And then I asked him to remove the defects of character. Those character defects are, um, you know, just things that stand in the way of my usefulness to the people about me. It's usually me, myself, and I that get myself in trouble. Then I'm making a list of persons. And now I've decided I've got to go back to that four-step inventory and look at all of those people that I put on paper and say, do I owe an amends to them? And everyone's like, well, what's an amend? Amend means I'm going to what? Fix. I always say, um, a big book teacher of mine says we mend a garment, right? So if you have a hole in your sock, you're going to stitch it up and you're going to make it right. And you're going to make it whole and and complete again. And it won't, your big toe won't stick out the end anymore. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, anything that I said or that I did that was harmful to people, I'm going to tell them and go face to face with them. It says make direct men's. We're not talking about over the phone. We're not talking via email. We're not talking via Facebook, wherever possible. Now get me right. I did do one amends via Facebook, but that's because the gal wouldn't talk to me over the phone and she was on the other side of the United States. So it is what it is. You can sort each one out with your sponsor, but you make direct amends to such people wherever possible. And um, don't let me forget to go back and talk about except when to do so would um, injure them because I have a really good injurious um, story that I want to share with you guys. So basically this step is justice. I'm repairing the damage for the harm that I'm done. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I came at people like a wrecking ball, you know, like when they're going to destroy a building and that thing comes in and crushes, they don't just hit the building once they come and hit it twice, three times until that sucker crushes to the ground. I would take a Mack truck and I would run people over. And then I would say, ha, huh. oh, I almost said the MF word. <laughs> oh my, that was a good catch. I'm so glad I caught that. I would say, I'd be like backing it up over you guys. Like, <laughs> Sorry, my coworker loves it when I throw out one of those every once. So I'm like, that's so not me. And she's like, I love it when you do that. I'm like, I don't. Um, I'm glad I caught myself. Anyways, I back up over people too, right? And that's just how I live my whole life. I would line people up against a wall and I would shoot them with shrapnel. And I would just take people out left and right. I treated my kids poorly. I'm sitting in the room where my son's bed was when he was a kid. And I remember him like hugging the wall while I'm standing over the top ring, yelling at him, pointing at him, belittling him and berating him. And this is the kid who loves me and is like, hey, mommy, he's 21. And he's telling me like his life story and his dreams and all about girls at 21. Yeah, I know. Right. So um, anyways, you know, it's pretty it's pretty easy how you make direct events. And I'm just going to share how I do it and how I was taught to do it. Um, the first thing is, is after we've, after we've looked at that list of people and we've gone over with our sponsor, that's the thing. You're always checking in with somebody. Don't make amends because half the time you make sloppy amends, you're going to have to make up your sloppy amends. It's like mopping up, mopping up, mopping up. So I always check back with my sponsor after I do the inventory and I say, okay, so I have this person on my list, this person I've harmed. Um, let's just take my son, for instance. Um, I belittled him. I berated him. I actually pushed him down on a treadmill. He's got a scar on his side. Like I physically harmed him. And so what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to go to him verbally and um, say that I'm sorry. No, we don't say we're sorry. Like sorry ends in why people, why did you do it? And I say that all the time. Do not say you're sorry. This is not asking people for forgiveness. Though I don't know, that's not in the big book anywhere. It doesn't say that anywhere. So I followed the precise instructions. So on page 76, I'm just going to tell you, starting there for the next seven pages, you have over 60 guidelines and an outline of how to do your amends. So if you seriously read those pages and you look, it's going to tell you, you know, be willing to make amends. Don't, um, don't avoid prejudice is the first thing. Like it says, don't go to them with all this spirituality and say, I found religion. I found God. You know, let me tell you, I'm a new person now and you should accept me and love me. Um, that's not what it's, that's not what it's about. It's going to tell me on page 77, I should be considerate and sensitive. Um, and then, you know, it also tells me on page 77 that I'm going to make amends to people I dislike. It's going to tell me I'm going to be friendly and, and kind. I'm going to confess all my faults. I'm going to have a forgiving attitude, not asking for forgiveness, but having a forgiving attitude. 
I'm never going to criticize or argue with the people. Um, and I'm going to tell them the truth. And I'm just like, I'm blowing through these because there's no way we can go through all 70, but it's amazing on how many you can find um, in this book. And if you're interested in finding out more and looking for all 70, I'm happy to um, have a call with you and, and share my experience um, more in depth. Um, but what I use is, um, you know, my sponsor said, the first thing we do is what? We get on our knees and pray. And we're asking God. That's what we do. A, God gives me awareness. S, I seek him out and surrender my will and my life over to him. And K, he's going to give me the knowledge on how to carry it out. Each amends everything I do. I'm, you know, that's what, that's what I'm here for in this program. Asking God, going to God, turning to God. That's all it is. Higher power, whatever you want to call it. So I'm going to share my screen again, because <clears throat> let's see, I have to find it. Let's see if I can find it on here. I had it up just a second ago. Um, what I give my sponsees is I have like this little note section and I'm, I'll put it in the chat for you guys. Um, come yeah, on. I think you're still sharing the photos. Oh, it is still sharing photos. It probably got stuck in the window. Yeah. yeah. I'll get rid of them. Hold on just a second. Well, can you see that now? Night step of men? Uh, nope. No, it's still stuck. On oh, my photos. Okay, yeah. go away photos. Oh, maybe it's because it's not going to let me read from notepad. Oh, well, pooey pooey. Give it, give, it, give it a shot. Let's see. Okay, so I just posted it in the chat. It's a um, PDF. It's something that I typed up. It's totally 100% man-made. Um, it's But it's out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Like I did it line by line. Um, oh, bummer. Oh, here it is. Ha -ha! Thank you. God. See? All right. Ninth step amends. I put it in the chat. You guys can save it to your desktop and do whatever you want with it. Um, so basically what it says is, um, I re I start off with a prayer. I'm always going to pray to God. Um, this is a prayer that, um, was written based on, uh, is this the one I wrote? Oh, no, no, no. This is the one that, um, is in pages 78 to 80. So I pray first, God, give me the strength and direction to do the right thing, no matter what the consequences might be. With this step, there's going to be consequences. Um, how do I know there's going to be consequences? Um, well, because like I made an amends, I harmed somebody, I filed a police report that was not true during the length of my marriage, and I had to go to the district's attorney and turn myself in and spend two nights in jail. There's consequences to my actions. Not proud of it, but there's consequences. Help me to consider others. This is not about me. And to not harm them in any way. Like I've already done enough harm. I don't need to harm them more. Help me to consult with others before I take any action. That's my sponsor um, and God that would cause me to be sorry. And how would I be sorry? Sorry ends and why? Why'd you do it? Like I did another thing. I just keep harming people. And help me not to repeat such behaviors. Show me the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love, and help me live a spiritual life. Amen. So basically, this is what the structures of an amends can look like. This was given to me in program, and I just have kept using it since the first time I ever did an amends. First, I'm going to make a specific statement to my son of the offending past behavior. So I would say to my son, first of all, I'd ask for permission. Um, can I have a few moments with you? And yeah, you know, like you make an appointment. I say you make an appointment with people. Um, you know, um, as your mom growing up, um, there were things that I did to you. I harmed you physically. 
Um, and you can be as specific about the behavior as you want. I don't know that he remembered that. I don't know that he remembered that I pushed him down on the treadmill and that he has a mark on him. But I told him, I yelled at you. I belittled at you. I berated you. I ignored you. Um, and I went through the laundry list of things. And I write everything out according to this. And then I say to him, acknowledge that it was wrong or harmful. I say, it was wrong of me. Not I'm sorry. It was wrong of me as your mom to treat you that way. So I'm going to assume responsibility for the behavior and the harm done. And so I say, Parker, I'm here to assume my responsibility for my behavior, the way I acted, the things that I said that might have hurt you and for the harm that I caused you. I regret the choices that I made. See, it's this easy. You just like follow the outline and you write it out. I'm committing to you that going forward, I'm going to do my best as your mom to love you, uh, to be patient, to be kind, to be generous, to whatever the words that you need to come up with are. Okay. Um, and then, then how I can make things right. You know, just that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try on a daily basis to do my best to show up as your mommy to, you know, to be the best mommy that I can be. And then I asked, is there anything more that I can, is there anything that I can do to make this right with you? And then I shut up and I pause and I'm quiet. And then after sharing this, if, if he goes, oh no, mom, it's okay. Like, da, 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 what do you know how most kids are? He'd be like, well, yeah, you better do this. And, and I just listen, you're listening. You're a sponge. You're taking it all in. You're not going to retaliate. You're not going to get angry. You're just listening. And after sharing this, um, you ask them, you know, also, is there anything you would like to share or, you know, and so that's what you do next. Be a good listener. Let the person respond. Write down the things that the person is saying. Sometimes I take a little note card. When I made amends to my ex-husband's um, new wife, I had a note card in front of me at lunch. I was scared to death to make amends to her. I had belittled her and berated her and talked bad about her to my kids and made her life a fucking nightmare. You know, with my ex-husband, we forgot, first got divorced. So um, after this, you repeat back to them what you heard them say. And you don't say, I heard you say that, um, that I, that, you know, that I stepped on your toes in the car and I never said I was sorry. You don't repeat it back that way. You say, I heard that I harmed you um, by injuring you and, and squashing your foot. You know, you have to reiterate in a way that you're not just repeating it back to back. Um, and, and, and that's the biggest thing is that you're going to role play with your sponsor. And what I always tell my sponsees is when they're writing out these amends, remember when you were in like grade school and you took notebook paper and you wrote it every other line, that's what you do. You write it every other line, because when you go to call your sponsor back, you're going to have to take all these lines out and you're going to have to reword things because you inserted yourself in there. We're, we're famous for this. I still do it. I made an amends to somebody the other day and guess what? I scripted it all out. And guess what I did? I read the script and I stuck to the script because I couldn't let any more emotion go into it. Like I just had to be done with it. I had screwed enough stuff up. And so I'm like, I just need to read it from head to toe. So um, make sure you're role-playing, make sure you're writing it out. Um, if you, you know, if you feel awkward taking it with you, I mean, the other thing is just to say, you know, like I'm an, I'm in a spiritual program of action. Um, one of the things and the ways in which I'm trying, um, to help to make myself a better person today is to go back and, um, to take um, ownership for the harms that I've done to people and I've harmed you. Um, I put a few notes on this piece of paper to keep my thoughts organized, um, so that I stay clear. You can do that. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and then the biggest thing is to take God with you with every amends that you do. And this is the prayer that I wrote. God, as I go forward to repair the damage I've done in the past, I ask that you give me courage and clarity before I begin. Give me tact and common sense and may I come with a helpful and forgiving spirit. May my manner be calm, direct, and open as I take ownership for my side of the street. Show me where to pause if I think I may become argumentative and remind me to keep it about me, not them. I place the outcome in your hand. Amen. And that's the prayer that I wrote that um, I pray. And it just gets me centered. It gets me calm. It helps me. Um, again, it's in the chat. Please feel free to take it. You can edit it. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, and I don't think it made it into the chat if you want to try uploading it again. Oh, it didn't? Okay, I'll try. Um, yeah, I'll figure it out in just a second. I'm almost done talking. So um, <clears throat> my time's up. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, it's, it's good. I mean, if you want, you can email me too. I just have the, I have the everything from the fourth step all the way through anything, sex amends, all of that. And it's all big book. It's not something that like I made up myself. It's something that my sponsor gave me. It's directly, it cites everything out of the big book. Um, but just super, super helpful that I have a clear and, and, and concise um, way of doing amends. And then just don't forget, I'll say last but not least, I'm not, we don't have the time to read them because we're at, I'm at my 20 minute mark, but you can go, um, sorry, my, obviously, you know, what page is falling out 83 and 84, but um, the ninth uh, step amends are, or sorry, the ninth step promises are there. Um, it says, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we'll be amazed before we're halfway through, you know, don't expect for miracles to happen like before the ninth step, that's what I'm just going to say. Things started to be a miracle um, as I made the amends. Oh, but I'm going to take one more minute because I want to tell you about make amends unless they're harmful to others. My ex-husband, I made amends to his ex, his new wife. Okay. So um, it had been like, I don't know, they've been, I've been divorced for 12 years, minus six. That's how long ago I made amends to her. She came to my work and we met. The next day I was scheduled, remember I scheduled my appointments to make amends to my ex-husband and I was going to meet him at a Starbucks. She got wind of it via the text message because we text all three of us together and she would have absolutely nothing to do with it because she saw me in a different light across the table and she was scared to death I was going to get back together with him. She thought for sure. And she put the kibosh down and she said, you will not go to Starbucks. You will not have any more conversations with her. So today I'm just telling you, I've been divorced for 12 years and we still three-way text. And so I had to write out a letter. I asked if I could write a letter. I hand delivered it to them in the car. I addressed it to both of them, but the amends letter was to my ex-husband. He read it and got back to me via the three-way text and said, thank you. And he owned up for a few things he did, which I wasn't looking for, trust me. But that's just what I'm saying. Like, if I never made amends to my ex-husband, it would be what it is. But um, if 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 you if it's going to cause harm, and she was like literally threatening divorce for a week, you guys via text message, it was awful. And I said, please, it's okay. I you know I just I really want you to know. But um, what my sponsor ended up telling me as I did the fear inventory was how you go into a relationship is how you go out. So if you think somebody's cheating, if you cheated on somebody going in, you're going to cheat on somebody going out. And that was her, her fear. And so rightfully so, she didn't want me to have anything to do with him. 
So there are ways in which you shouldn't make amends. Another one was an ex-boyfriend that I just kept going in and out of relationship with. I did end up making amends to him in an Al-Anon program three years ago when I did the steps that way because the timing was just right. So everything has a timing and a rhythm. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Jen, for your experience, your strength and your hope and, and teaching us everything about the ninth step. It's awesome. Thank you so much. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week, which is nine. We ask you to accept these guidelines in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three, minute, allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, we are now open for share. Who would like to share? Just raise your hand. Amy, go ahead. You know you can unmute yourself. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Betty. Thanks everybody here tonight for doing service. Jen A, thank you so much for showing up and just giving such a masterclass, big book based, just God filled masterclass on this incredibly important step. Um, I, I, I'm so grateful for it. I want to ask um, your uh, opinion on something that just has come up recently. And I, I don't know that there's necessarily, well, whatever, I'll stop prefacing. Um, if the harm that I have done to someone is that I've spoken ill of them without their knowledge, um, what's your position? I mean, it's just that's that's such a that's such a nuanced one. And I feel like it comes up a lot and I admire your perspective and I'd love to hear your opinion. Thank you. Yeah. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has them and mine stinks. I love that line. Right. <laughs> but I'll share my experience. <laughs> OK, I always have to say that because we need to laugh a little. We're not a glum lot. Um, so basically, thanks, Amy, for the question. Um, for me, I, I just they didn't know that I harmed them. I mean, my words, my words and my thoughts, um, I call it character assassination. I'm assassinating them and their character in my head. You know, like I'm, I'm playing a movie over in my head and I'm like that, you know, and I'm calling them names and doing whatever. They have no idea I even said that or did that or thought that. And if I, if I blurt that out and say that I did it and they had no idea, I'm definitely going to cause harm. I'm probably going to cause a problem. So I think there's times where, um, like I've just been doing inventory with a sponsee recently. It's like, yeah, did I harm them? Well, I just, I thought mean things about them and, you know, I basically like ridiculed them and thought bad thoughts, but I didn't actually say something to them. Now, if I said something to them that was harmful, that hurt their feelings, you better believe I'm going to take ownership for it and clean up my side of the street, as we say. But if they don't know, you're probably opening up Pandora's box and a can of worms that I don't think I don't think you want to do. So if it was in my head, you know, then I, I I don't do it. But you know, I still ask God. 
I can say, you know, God forgive the one in me who thought terrible thoughts, who character assassinated that person and um, may your will be done in their life. I, I wish her a highest good for that person. And with that, I'll pass. Tony, go ahead. Hi, Tony, compulsive overeater. Jen, thank you so much. I always get so much out of your shares. And I agree with Amy, such a master class on step nine. You know, it's so funny. I've been in and out of these rooms for about 35 years. And I remember when I first started reading the steps and being in such fear over step nine, so much shame and embarrassment and fear over facing these people that I wronged when I was in my shit, in my disease. And, you know, these guys that wrote the steps were brilliant because by the time I got to step nine, I was ready, you know? And I think the beauty of this step is to just clean up my mess. It really taught me how to adult because I've always pointed, yeah, but you did this, but remember you, you egged me on. Remember girl, you did, you know? And in doing it this way, I don't have to do that anymore. And, you know, I am by no means a perfect person. I can still go from zero to snap fast, but I've learned to take that breath because I don't want to have to make an amends over it. You know, I put that breath in between an action and a reaction because I don't want to react. I want to act. So I have to take that breath. And I just, I'm so grateful for this program that allows me at any age to continue to grow and uh, build and nurture my relationships that are so important to me. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Carla, please go ahead. Thanks so much. Hi, everyone. Again, I'm Carla from the Bay Area. Jen, thank you so much. You know what I loved so much is that you took out all the drama of this, <laughs> you know, and that dread. I work with a lot of newcomers in the first 12 days. They're already talking about the nine step. I can tell you right now, I'm not making amends about it. I'm just going, okay. You know, we get here the way we get here. All these beliefs, attitudes, and opinions that are the very reasons I'm living in the prison I'm living in. But you know, I'm right and I'm justified. <laughs> and when I found out, you know, the first time I went through the steps, I was crazy. I was still crazy. I got through the steps. I'd been absent in a year. I'm still crazy. And I'm living in so much guilt, shame, and remorse from my first fourth step. I had no idea that was the person I had been. I'd yes, I was, I was self-centered and self-absorbed, but I had no awareness of what an, an absolute witch, what kind of person, it broke my heart. And so I had to, it was the second time I went through the steps that I heard, we fact find and we fact face. You know what? That took all the heat out of it, of me going, no, but I'm just this horrible person. How can I, you know, I still couldn't look in the mirror. Well, the second time I went through the steps, I had a guide just like what you did, who said, wait a minute, Put your story down. I learned the set aside prayer. God, please set aside what I think I know because I was the right one. I was the good one. Everybody else was wrong. No, no, no. And so just like what you said, first asking God. And, you know, when I, I got the second time through the steps, looking at my um, character, I call them defaults, the things I go into in a split second without even realizing it, um, I had to ask a higher power. How would you have me be? I don't know how to be any different, but crazy. 
So I had to sit still, get quiet, keep continually going back to my higher power going, what would that even look like? What would you do if you esteemed someone? Never thought of it. I'm too busy being what I'm being, you know? So thank you so much, Jen. And um, I wish I really do wish I, I, I wish I had a real good question so I could hear you some more. I can't think of one, uh, but just thank you so much. And thank you everyone for being here. Thanks, Carla. Anyone else who'd like to share, ask a question? Talk about the reading, go ahead and raise your hand, please. I'm just going to interject because if you guys didn't see, Aaron B um, said in there, uh, I was taught that if uh, if I gossip to make amends to the person I gossip with, not the person I gossiped about, we didn't talk about gossip. So thanks, Aaron, for posting that. Awesome. Uh, also, Jojo, um, or if you're trying to raise your hand, if you don't mind raising your hand on the um, the virtual one, it makes me easier to see. But I've, I've, I'll, have, I'll have you in the queue after Kathy. Kathy, go ahead, please. Hi everyone, I'm Kathy, I'm a compulsive overeater. Thank you so much, Jen, that was awesome. I'm only in OA a couple of months, um, but I've been through the steps of a couple of times in another program. And um, I was struck with, particularly with my children, that I may have made verbal amends to them, but really it's, much more um powerful that i that i try not to do the same behaviors um and you know i repeatedly have to go back to step six and seven <laughs> um because i'm not perfect and um you know and the tenth step is there for a reason as well um i really like that printout it it's you know i like many others, really angst about this. And, um, you know, I followed, like, the guidelines of my sponsor. And when she said, no, you don't make amends to that person, I didn't. Even though there was a part of me that kind of wanted to weasel my way back into that relationship. Um, but sometimes the best thing I can do is just leave them alone. So I will pass. I've been sick. I had bronchitis. I haven't been to a meeting, an OA meeting in over a week. So it's really good to be here. Thank you for your service. Thanks for coming out, Kathy. Jojo, you had, had your hand up in one form. So uh, please go ahead. Hi, I'm new here. So I'm just trying to get all the information in. So I is there like a time to get all the steps done? That is such a good question. Wow. Well, I'm just glad you're here, Jojo. Take <laughs> all the names and numbers. If people are available for outreach, we put your name and number in the chat for Jojo. Like that's a big thing, like reaching out to people. And this is a nice meeting. There's 23 people here. So oh keep coming back to this. Like, this is a good group because you can get on meetings where it's 100, 150, 250. You'll get swallowed up, right? No pun intended. But um, yeah, just stick around and get some numbers. As far as like how to go through the steps and how fast, I think it's more important to just um, find a sponsor 
and start working with somebody, right? Like find the person who's the duck going across the water, the water's running off their back, but yet their feet are pedaling under the water because they're doing the footwork and they're staying sober somehow, like, but you don't see it, right? Like you want the calm, cool collective. That doesn't mean that the duck is perfect. The feathers get ruffled every once in a while, but that's the person you want to look for. And you just keep going to meetings and you keep talking to people. Um, and then hopefully that person that you find will help you first get abstinent. And I'm just going to go back to saying that, um, you know, I got abstinent-ish in this program. I was eating healthy, but I was still eating copious amounts of gluten-free, dairy-free, wheat-free, soy-free, chocolate chip pancakes. I mean, it just was what it was. Um, so, you know, and I thought that was abstinent. It isn't. I don't touch chocolate and I don't touch gluten-free today. <laughs> just FYI, those are a couple, just a couple of things. Um, and then how fast you go through the steps. I'm going to tell you how fast I take sponsees through the steps as fast as God tells me to. I have friends, I have big book teachers that tell me you do it as fast as you can, like your hair's on fire, like you're desperate and drowning. But I know that you can only take in so much. And once you finally put the food down and get abstinent and life gets really, um, you get itchy, bitchy and twitchy. That's what I say. Then you, you want to go through the steps and you're going to want to do it at a fine pace. Like I do step one in one week, step two in the second week, step three in the third week. I got a sponsee right now who's been on step four for four weeks because we're doing them one at a time because it's her second time through the steps. I don't know what I don't know. I've taken other sponsees line by line, page by page through the big book. Remember, my job is to pray and ask God, higher power, how I can best serve the person that I'm working with. So I don't think there's like a, like a suggested time frame or whatever, um, but just first find the person that, and talk to a lot of people, keep coming to meetings, go to six or seven, go to six meetings here, go to six meetings at another meeting, um, ask people here when you talk to them and make outreach calls, what meetings do you go to? Can I join you at another meeting? Um, there's podcasts, there's other things, but I'm just glad you're here, yay. First of all, and you're smiling on camera. That's a big fucking deal, right? Like that's hard. I I'm not telling you my first meeting I went to, I was like, I was, I was so stone cold faced and I was so mean to people. I never smiled to anyone. I was like, don't you even freaking talk to me? I am not happy to be here. I am in a meeting at 6 30 a.m. in the morning and this freaking sucks. I hated it. You know what? And it's not Thanks. So yeah, just Find people, the, the organic process of going through the steps is going to be different with every sponsor. So it just is what it is. Trust God. Yeah. That's Thank all. you so much, Jen. We'll now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. With the Zoom host, please, please stop the recording.